0: Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and this, this is a classic Brain Stuff episode. Volcanic eruptions can be one of Earth's mightiest disasters, but we humans are pretty mighty too. So we got to wondering, could we one day control volcanoes? Hi, Brainstuff. Lauren Vogelbaum here. When Alaska's Pavlov volcano erupted in March of 2016, it ejected a cloud of ash 400 miles or 640 kilometers high. The stream of sharp, powdered rock shut down air travel and major highways. Then twice, in May and July, the U.S. Geological Survey raised the alert level for Pavlov, which seemed ready to do it again. But then they downgraded it in August. Volcanic eruptions are notoriously unpredictable. Hans Lechner, a doctoral candidate in geology and engineering sciences at Michigan Technological University, says volcanologists haven't figured out the timing yet. He wrote via email, A volcano may show all the signs of an impending eruption, increased seismicity, high gas flux, surface deformation, but then never actually erupt and over time return back to baseline levels. Or, he says, it can show none of the signs of an impending eruption and then erupt. There are those in the field who muse about going on the offensive, the volcanic preemptive strike, if you will. The idea is humans somehow modify the eruption process, either by initiating an eruption under controlled conditions or by downgrading the energy of an impending eruption to limit the resulting damage. The energy involved in a volcanic eruption defies the imagination. Italy's infamous Mount Etna spewed about 300 cubic feet, that's 10 cubic meters of lava, per second during its four-month eruption in 1983. Lechner reports that in 1991, Mount Pinatubo's initial blast ejected about 2.4 cubic miles, or 10 cubic kilometers, of material to an altitude of about 25 miles, or 40 kilometers. He says that magma represents massive amounts of energy. It originates deep inside the Earth, where extreme temperatures and pressures can melt rock. Molten rock, or magma, is lighter than solid rock, so it rises, forming a magma chamber that moves upward through Earth's crust. As the volume of magma grows, the pressure in the chamber increases, forcing magma through the volcano's vents, a tubes formed by prior eruptions sealed at the surface by a lid of rock. If the pressure gets high enough and a vent suddenly opens to the atmosphere, the rapid depressurization causes gases to come out of solution, which causes the magma to explode. It spews through the open vents along with pulverized rock, steam, and various gases. In the case of Mount St. Helens in 1980, Lechner says that extreme pressure had forced event lid to bulge outward, a classic sign of impending eruption, and a landslide took it off. To modify that eruption, Lechner theorizes, I suppose humans could have triggered the landslide or removed the overburden lid through, say, excavation or even donating a nuclear device. Of course, nuking a volcano should not be anyone's first plan. And drilling into the magma chamber to release the pressure is out, too. Volcanologist Eric Clemetti, writing on Wired in 2012, likened that theory to trying to bleed to death with a needle prick. But we couldn't avert an eruption by slowly depressurizing the chamber either. Lechner wrote, "...we have to get past the misconception that a magma chamber is like a fluid-filled balloon or soda bottle that we can gently insert a straw and suck out the lava and gas. We're talking about pressures and volumes of material that are beyond the capacity of man-made equipment." He says we'd have to drill down several kilometers with massive pipes, hundreds of meters in diameter, to handle the volcanic output that would rush from the chamber. The pipes would have to withstand temperatures above 3,600 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 2,000 degrees Celsius, and pressures, quote, beyond our capabilities to manage and even comprehend. And then, he adds, there would still be the gases, held in solution by the pressure of the chamber, that escape violently when the chamber depressurized. Generally speaking, it seems the main problem facing human modification of volcanic eruptions is that it's laughably impossible. Volcanoes are too big, and volcanic eruptions are too powerful. Yet, says Janet Babb, geologist with the USGS Hawaiian Volcano Observatory, humanity is not completely without modification options. Babb wrote via email, Humans cannot stop or control an eruption, but we have taken some actions to control products erupted from a volcano. Diverting lava flows, for instance— BAB points to Mount Etna and that 1983 eruption mentioned earlier, which sent lava flowing into populated areas. With the lava flow threatening to overrun three towns, hundreds of workers desperately constructed a system of massive rubble barriers to redirect it. And it worked. They successfully diverted the lava. Attempts to guide lava flows by bombing them have generally failed. Cooling them has shown promise, though. In 1973, when lava from a volcano on the Icelandic island of Heimai was flowing into towns, officials built barriers to stop its progress and dumped seawater on the lava to cool it down, slow the flow, and help it harden. The barriers held against the lower-energy lava flow. As for exerting control before the lava starts flowing, Lechner says it's mostly science fiction daydreaming. Volcanology research instead focuses on advancing methods of monitoring and prediction. However, he writes, it's not absurd to think that our own hubris might encourage us to attempt to modify a volcanic eruption. Humans have a history of large-scale engineering feats that have forever modified the surface of the Earth. Today's episode was written by Julia Layton and produced by Tristan McNeil and Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other explosive topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brain Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.